Good morning and welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. Who's that guy with the loud voice waking me up so early in the morning? Well, it's so nice to see everyone. We made it. We got through the hurricane and we're here today. And we're just so happy to, just so happy to see you all. And uh, it was a little harrowing on uh, Holden Beach where we live. Uh, but uh, we made it. We're very thankful for that. But please remember the people down in Florida and in those areas that were really hit hard. Pray for them. Keep them in your prayers. Uh, I know that uh, Lutheran uh, uh, Disaster Relief is collecting money for people down in Florida so to help them out through different things. So if you're interested, you could always donate to the church on Lutheran Disaster Relief, and then we'll make sure that that money gets passed on. Today is the 17th Sunday after Pentecost, and today we hear the uh, apostles say to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. More on that in today's lesson. Any visitors with us today for the first or second time? Any visitors? No. Okay. There will be fellowship after service today, and we invite you to please come and stop by. Last week I asked if people could sign up for fellowship uh, so that it could keep on going, and we did get quite a number, I think five people signed up for fellowship, so we have a good fellowship committee now going. Well, doesn't keep you from signing up. If you haven't signed up, you could still sign up. I'm very happy this morning because I spoke to Nancy McKeon over the weekend, over the week, I should say, and she's doing really well, and she's going to be at second service today getting communion because she said she really needs communion and how much that affects people getting communion when they need it. Please always avail yourself if you can. I think that's a good way to end the announcements. With that said, let us prepare our hearts for service. where you began your life as a Christian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart 
we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Glory, place, spirit, place, set up. 
of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
Let us pray together. Benevolent, merciful God, when we are empty, fill us. When we are weak in faith, strengthen us. When we are cold in love, warm us, that with fervor we may love our neighbors and serve them for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The first reading this morning is from the book of Habakkuk, chapter 1. The oracle that the prophet Habakkuk saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not listen? Or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention rise. So the law becomes slack and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous Therefore, judgment comes forth perverted. I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and what he will answer concerning my complaint. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faith. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from second letter of Timothy, chapter one. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I am grateful to God whom I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to kindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed then of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace was, was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. 
and for this reason I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed. I know the one in whom I have put my trust, and I am sure he is able to guard until that day what I have entrusted to him. Hold to the standard of sound teaching that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. according to St. Luke. Glory. Jesus said to his disciples, occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but woe to anyone by whom they come. It would be better if, you, if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea than for you to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If another disciple sins, You must rebuke the offender, and if there is repentance, you must forgive. And if the same person sins against you seven times a day and turns back to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve us while I eat and drink? Later, you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Glory to you, to you O Christ. The apostle said to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. Grace, peace, and love from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The apostles say to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. They are sensing that Jesus is inviting them yet again to adopt an outlook on life that is contrary to all their right-handed notions of how life ought to be lived. They hear in these remarks about saving littleness and unlimited life laying down forgiveness, a command to act contrary to all their normal instincts. And they conclude quite naturally that they haven't got the spiritual resources to sustain it, it seems. Such a program that Jesus is laying out. Jesus' reply, though, is a shocker. In spite of the fact that his words, these words, if you had faith as big as a mustard seed, a very, very tiny small seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, 
pull yourself up by its roots and plant yourself in the sea and it would obey you. Those words have been given all kinds of admonitions to make a greater spiritual effort interpretation. However, they seem on balance to mean just the opposite. The apostles ask for more faith. However, Jesus tells them that even if they had less faith than they have now, faith like a mustard seed, the preposterous and the impossible would seem as easy as pie and as sensible as shoes. He tells them, in other words, that even when it comes to faith, they don't have to be winners. Increase our faith? Let me delve into the faith thing a little bit. Faith, we seem to approach faith from a perspective that it is spiritual, that it is something that a parishioner comes to the pastor and says, I think I've lost my faith, or I'm not sure of my faith, or I question my faith. And believe me, we get these things all the time. We hear this all the time. It seems to me that our faith, we think, must be so certain. Look at what Jesus says about the magnitude of our faith. If you had a faith as the size of a mustard seed, a tiny faith, you could do amazing things in the name of Jesus. You can survive hardships and obstacles if you had the littlest amount of faith. To those who profess to me that they question their faith to the point of saying, I am not sure that I have faith anymore, my brothers and sisters, if you are questioning your faith, if you are questioning your faith, you have faith. If you are unsure of your faith, you have faith. If it were not so, what are you unsure of? What are you questioning? You can't be unsure or question something that isn't there. You do have faith. How much do you need? A little tiny bit. That's all you need. And even if you think you can switch faith off, even if you say no to Jesus all your life and forever after as well, you still die and out of your death, Jesus still raises you. That's how the universe works. Not by the endless refinement of spiritual gas. It is by Jesus' words when he says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all to myself. He gets every last one of us. Now, just a few more words on faith. I know that I've been focused on it. Faith, that is. But let me clarify faith a little further and maybe convince those who are tormented or concerned about their faith. In the words of the readings in Hebrews, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
Through faith, we understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God. Everything was started in the spirit. But faith is not some abstract thing. Faith has substance. Faith is doing something for someone. Faith is not abstract. It has flesh. It is alive in us, not some nebulous thing that comes and goes. Faith is real. It is part of our reality. And in that light, let me hear you say, faith is part of me. Let me hear you say that. Faith is part of me. Faith is part of me. Faith is alive. It's a faith thing. But back to the end of the story. Jesus ties off the threads of this tissue of littleness and leastness with a kind of half parable just to make sure that the apostles understand clearly that they must not turn faith into a work. He sets before them a mental exercise. Suppose he says that one of you has a slave that comes in from 12 hours hard labor in the field. What do you say to him? Have a seat, Mishka, and let me get you some chopped liver and a little chicken soup. You don't say that. You, stay in, you sit, instead say, Mishka, rattle those pots and pans and give me some supper, then you can eat. And do you thank him when he does it? You do not. It was his job. Jesus is saying, remember that the next time you want some super faith or expect me to be super happy because you think you've got it. You've got only one job to do, and that's to drop dead for me. That's all I need from you. That's it. Because everything else that needs doing, I do, Jesus says. And I'm not going to thank you for what you do, because no matter how nifty any of it may be, it's all useless for my purposes, all tainted like even your faith with our boring commitment to winning. Jesus says, I'm just going to come to you in your death and raise you up with my life and then say, Mishka, come on up here with Abraham and Lazarus and all the rest and let's you and I have a ball. So I gave it my best shot. Thankfully, it ends the series of difficult to understand words of Jesus. While the story in the gospel takes many turns, scandal on, children, a millstone around your neck, it all comes down to a story of faith. That's our job. And we don't need much. We can have just a little faith, and that is sufficient. Everything else that is necessary for our salvation, Jesus will take care of. Jesus will take care of. Because God loves you, and so do I. Amen.
light my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when streams are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter. rise if you're able. Let us confess our faith with the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, 
the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come in glory to death, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. For your church, God of grace, hear our prayer. For the earth, God of grace, hear our prayer. For those who are in need of food, shelter, and a safe environment. God of grace, hear our prayer. For the sick, especially, Susan Bayman, Janice Daly, Gay Green, Alberta Holden, Paul Letts, Mary Lou Schofield, Lisa Strong, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, Leo Schusler, Kathy Lear, John Daly, Nancy McKean, Nancy Thompson, Ellie Brailsford, and those on our lips and in our hearts. Buddy and Marie. God of grace, hear our prayer. We praise you for those saints who have gone before us. God of grace, since we have such a great hope in your promises, O oh God, we lift these and all of our prayers to you in confidence and faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen. The peace of Christ be with you all. Share with one another a sign of Christ's peace. Peace, brother. Give me your hand.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right our duty and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection Open to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. You are indeed holy, almighty, and merciful God. You are most holy, and great is the majesty of your glory. You so love the world that you gave your only Son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. We give you thanks for his coming into the world to fulfill for us your holy will and to accomplish all things for our salvation. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 
Taste and see that the Lord is good. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. You have refreshed our hearts in this meal with bread for the journey. Give us your grace on the road that we might serve our neighbors with joy. For the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen.
had.